In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He taught them, not as the scribes, but as one who had authority. His teaching, his word, it does what it says. And it is able to do far more and far greater things than any man may think or can imagine. So when Jesus enters a synagogue one Sabbath morning, it is his word, his teaching, that will leave the people astonished, amazed. Not at his knowledge, not at his demeanor, but simply at his word alone. He taught them as one who had authority, and not like the scribes of their day. The scribes of their day taught very differently. Even the best of scribes, all they had were words of man to offer you. They would preach sermons filled with words, beautiful words, flashy words, captivating words, but not authoritative words. Scribes, they would give running commentaries on biblical passages of the Old Testament. They were explainers. They would fill their sermons by quoting men, commentary after commentary after commentary. You know, here's what Rabbi so-and-so says about this scripture verse, and, and here is what Rabbi so-and-so says about what Rabbi so-and-so says about this scripture. Oh, is that so? The people would say, yes, and look here, another man he once said this about the scripture. Oh, I see. Enlightening. When people gathered for church, all they heard were explanations, extrapolations, interpretations of the text. And while there is certainly a place for explanation, that's not what Jesus gives them on this Sabbath morning. Jesus does not preach like them. He does not quote man. He does not quote the best of rabbis. He does not rely on any man's interpretation or explanation about this or that. He simply speaks on his own authority. Because his word, it does not come from man, but from God. And when God speaks, well, things happen. Birds start flying, trees start growing, people start living, demons start running. And so it's not long, not long at all, before a man who's possessed by a demon stands up in that synagogue. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus doesn't respond to this demon with the words of man. He doesn't stand up and explain what demonic possession is or why it has gripped this particular man. He doesn't quote the scholars of his day on exorcism. He simply looks at him and speaks with the same word that created the heavens and the earth, that can do all things, that accomplishes all things. Be silent and come out of him. And it was so. The unclean spirit came out of him. No commentary, no explanation, just God's word. It's all he needed. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, 
so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. God does not need to explain. He does not explain how the world was created. He speaks his word, and by that word it is so. He does not explain how the demon is cast out. He speaks his word, and by that word it is so. He does not explain how your sin is forgiven. He speaks his word, and by that word it is so. He does not explain how the bread is his true body. He speaks his word, and by that word it is so. The words of Jesus carry an authority like no other, unlike the scribes. This is why he goes around saying the most ridiculous-sounding things when he meets people. When he meets someone with leprosy, he says, Be clean. And he's clean. When he sees a little girl lying on a mat dead in her house, he says, Little girl, arise. And she rises. When he goes to the tomb of his friend Lazarus, who has been dead and wrapped in linen and a stench of odor coming out from the tomb, he says, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus comes out. When he holds up bread on the Last Supper and says, this is my body. And it's his body. When he sees the paralytic lying on a mat, he says to him, your sins are forgiven. And the people, the scribes, they say, well, only God can forgive sins. Who has the authority to forgive sins but God alone? And Jesus responds by saying to the man, so that you may know that the Son of Man has the authority to forgive sins. I also say to you this, paralytic, pick up your mat and walk home. And he picks up his mat and he walks home. His word, it leaves the people amazed and astonished. What is this, they say, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. And not only the unclean spirits, but the wind and the waves obey him, St. Peter would say. And not even the wind and the waves and the unclean spirits but sin, the publican would say, and not even sin and the wind and the waves and the unclean spirits, but even death itself, Lazarus would say. The words of Jesus, they are not like the modern day scribes today who fill your televisions and your radios and your phones, the scribes, which the whole world runs to endlessly to hear their commentary their explanations, their take upon this or that, and their many quotes of men. We know that they do not speak words which come from the mouth and heart of God. We know that they only give us words of men. But how our culture has fallen madly in love with the scribes of our day, the social influencers of our day, the news anchors of our day, the celebrities of our day, the professional commentators of our day who do nothing but quote men. 
And yet, how they amaze us. How they leave us astonished with this breaking news alert and that breaking news alert. You wouldn't want to miss it, would you? This new trending video you, you can't miss out. And all these ridiculous comments, you just have to read them. All these words of men. Do they carry authority over you? Do they determine your reality? What they say, these men say, the words of men? Do they have the authority over you to give you peace? Do they take away your peace? Do they control your thoughts? Do they overtake your conversations? Do they fill your heart in healthy and holy ways? How often the scribes grip the heart and the ears of us. The words of Jesus are unlike them in every way. When he speaks, it is so. The worst plague of our day, it's not the coronavirus, which is an ugly disease in its own right. The worst plague of our day is our infatuation with the wrong words. The words of man, the words of modern-day scribes, the words of this creation rather than the words of the Creator. And every word from man, which seeks to strip away the comfort of God from you and the word of God from you, the love of God from you, it is most certainly spoken first by Satan. He prowls around you daily seeking to devour you, grabbing hold of you, and leading you on this mindless leash so that by whatever means possible, God's word is no longer heard, no longer reaching your ears or your eyes. Silence, Satan, and come out of the sheep. Come out of our families. Come out of our people. Come out of our community, Satan, and leave us be. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For we know who you are, and we know who Jesus is, the Holy One of God. And his word is all that we need today. It is our daily bread. We do not need to know everything, or even anything else, you devilish sneak, other than Christ crucified. And our salvation, it is assured by his word, you slithering and treacherous thief, you great deceiver. We have been baptized into Christ. We have been bought with a price. And therefore... We love to hear God's all-powerful and saving word day by day, hour by hour. We treasure it in our hearts. We meditate upon it day and night. We love hearing his word again and again say unto us, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And it is so. And we cherish his promises, his word to us in our baptism. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And it is so. And in his holy house, 
our souls yearn for him to say in our midst, this is my body, this is my blood given to you for you for the forgiveness of your sins. And it is so. Fill us, Lord, until we want no more. Dear saints, you have a Lord who will never stop preaching his authoritative word to you. He will see to it that his word finds you, that it lands in your ears and is placed before your very eyes. He is your good shepherd in all things. And no matter how many devils fill our land, no matter how many times you fall into the trap of the scribes of our day, he will be there to teach you. And not as the scribes do, but as one who has authority and his word and his teaching. It's able to do far more, far greater things than any man may think or can imagine. Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.